Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode number 287 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading Psalm 115 today, and our focus is on God's sovereignty and human free will. How do they work together? So we are a daily 10-ish minute podcast, and we can totally cover our topic today in just 10 minutes, right? It's not that big of a deal. Oh, actually, it is. It's a huge deal. We'll cover it the best we can. I do want to welcome you into the show. Our goal is to get you involved in daily Bible listening, understanding, thinking, and following the Word of God. We do have a website. It's Bible2021.com. That's Bible2021.com. Every episode of the podcast, and we're at 287 so far this year, has its own blog post on Bible2021.com with a transcript and notes and references and all that kind of good stuff. So if you miss something, be sure to check out our website. And I would ask you to share the show with a friend and even consider leaving us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. So deep discussion today, super deep, really deeper than I can go, especially in a short podcast. So understand that this will be an overview and probably a little clumsy and ham-handed at times because This topic is way bigger than me, and people way smarter than me have been uh, wrestling with it for literally millennia. No good and thorough way to deal with an issue this big in less than a 450-hour-long podcast, and that's not what we're going to do today. Sovereignty versus free will. I have had so many theological discussions with friends over this issue. God's sovereignty is a concept that causes a lot of consternation and controversy among people. Partly, it is because we prefer the illusion that we ourselves are in control, and partly it's because we can't understand why a seemingly good God would allow bad things to happen and other related issues. Does God control every decision made? Does he cause every disaster? Does he bring about the death of everybody who dies, even those who die very young? Does God cause cancer or asthma or arthritis or COVID-19 or car wrecks or disabilities and other horrible things? Well, these are some of the biggest questions humans have. And while we're not going to cover all of them today, we are going to talk about God's sovereign rule over the earth and our lives. The reason for our focus today lies in verse 3 of our psalm, which is Psalm 114. And it says, Our God is in heaven and does whatever he pleases. Yeah, that's a big statement right there. God does whatever he pleases. What does that mean exactly? Here's the thing. The psalm we're reading today does not go into the depth of its meaning, but many other passages in the Bible do. So let's dive in and read a little bit about what the Bible teaches us about God's sovereignty, beginning with a sextet of statements from the book of Proverbs. Proverbs 16 verse 1 says, The reflections of the heart belong to mankind, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. Proverbs 16 9 says, A person's heart plans his way, but the Lord determines his steps. Proverbs 16.33, The lot is cast into the lap, but its every decision is from the Lord. Proverbs 19.21, many plans are in a person's heart, but the Lord's decrees will prevail. Proverbs 20.24, even a courageous person's steps are determined by the Lord. 
So how can anyone understand his own way? Huh, that's a great question, isn't it? One more. Proverbs twenty-one thirty-one. A horse is prepared for the day of battle, but victory comes from the Lord. Well, what do we learn from these wisdom passages? We learn that a human can make plans, but God's plans or his decrees will prevail over human plans. They're higher. They're above that. We learn that God controls the roll of the dice or the flip of the coin or the casting of the lots. We learn that victory ultimately does not come from the most prepared or well-armed army, but from God. We learn that God determines the steps of people, even noble and strong-minded people, and we learn that even when we plan the course of our lives and plan out our decisions and do all of the work that goes into scheduling and planning, it's actually God who determines the course of our lives, not our plans. Now, does that mean that our choices aren't real, that we have no free will whatsoever, that we're like something Uh, along the lines of helpless automatons or robots, essentially. I don't actually think so. Look, who is wise enough to talk rightly about sovereignty and free will in a single short podcast, but I'll give you my take on sovereignty versus free will, and I believe humans have a free will. The Bible calls us to make multiple decisions, to choose, etc., and we make real and unforced choices. But over all of that, is the sovereignty of God. It is superior in every way to human free will, but not superior in the way that God's sovereignty cancels out our free will, nor does it deliver us from the responsibility of our choices. We make real choices. Free will is real. God's sovereignty is even more will, uh, more real, and overarchs the freedom of man. As Proverbs 19.21 says, We make plans, but God's plans prevail over our plans. Proverbs 16.33 says, We roll the dice, but God determines what the dice is going to say. Or Proverbs 16.9, the way it says it is, Our heart devises real and genuine plans and schedules and strategies, etc. But it's the Lord who determines the steps of our lives and the outflow of those plans. Not because we don't make plans or have unforced decisions, but because his sovereignty overarcs our decisions. And you know what? That is not bad news in the least. Oh, no. As Romans 8 tells us, we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. In Romans 8, 28, he does not force all things to work together. No, his power is greater than force. It's something higher than simply hammering it in there. He causes all things to work together for the good of those who love God and are called by his purpose. Well, here's a few more verses to think about as well. Psalm 33, 10 and 11. The Lord frustrates the counsel of the nations. He thwarts the plans of the peoples. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart from generation to generation. Or Psalm 37, 23, a person's steps are established by the Lord and he takes pleasure in his way. What about Isaiah 14, 26 through 27, which says, this is the plan prepared for the whole earth. And this is the hand stretched out against all the nations. The Lord of armies himself has planned it. Therefore, who can stand in its way? It is his hand that is outstretched, so who can turn it back? Or how about Jeremiah 10, 23? 
I know, Lord, says Jeremiah, that a person's way of life is not his own. No one who walks determines his own steps. Now let that sink in. That's heavy, heavy stuff. And again, I don't believe this means our choices are not real choices. Nevertheless, our choices are made under the sovereign decrees of God, under the sovereign sovereignty of God. So we're not like automatons, but yet the sovereignty of God overarchs the entire world to where the prophet Jeremiah could say, I know that a person's way of life is not his own. No one who walks determines his own steps. And here's a big doozy. Daniel chapter 5, the king Belshazzar is somebody who has ignored the decrees of God. And all of a sudden, one night when he and his people are partying, the Lord's hand appears on the wall and basically writes him a message that says, your life has been measured and you have been found wanting. Your kingdom is over. That's basically what it says. And Belshazzar can't read it. And he calls the prophet and the wise man, Daniel, to come interpret it for him. And listen to what Daniel says to King Belshazzar in Daniel 5.22. You, Belshazzar, have not humbled your heart, even though you knew all of this, how God dealt with his predecessor, Nebuchadnezzar. Instead, verse 23 says, you have exalted yourself against the Lord of the heavens. The vessels from his house were brought to you. And as you and your nobles and wives and concubines drank wine from them, you praised the gods made of silver and gold, bronze, iron, wood, and stone, which do not see or hear or understand. But you have not, now listen, this is important, but you have not glorified the God who holds your life breath in his hand and who controls the whole course of your life. So yeah. God holds our lives in his hand. He controls the whole course of our life. Finally, one more, a New Testament passage this time. It's Ephesians 1, 11 through 12. Paul says, in him, we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that we who are the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. Now, a lot of people in discussing Ephesians 1 focus more in on predestination, but that's not our focus today. Our focus is on the phrase that comes right after that, which talks about how God works all things according to the counsel of his will. Brothers and sisters, all means all. Notice here that God works everything according to the counsel of his will. And I don't believe that means he robs us of real choices. Planning is good and right and proper and real. And yet God is sovereignly working all things according to the counsel of his will. If that doesn't make sense to you, you're not the first one. I don't know that we humans are fully capable of understanding the interaction between God's sovereignty and our free will. It might be too big of a thing for us, but I do know this. The Bible does teach we have real free will choices that we make. And the Bible does teach that over all those choices in a higher plane with greater authority is the sovereignty of God.
So here are some closing thoughts from John Piper on planning in God's sovereignty. He says, In the Shakespearean play Henry V, which was also a movie, King Henry comes against incredible odds on the battlefield. In one scene of the movie, you see hundreds of bowmen in the back lines sending a downpour of arrows arcing over their own lines and landing on the advancing enemy. What you realize is that these arrows are launched with no particular target in mind. They are sent with a string and a prayer. In that situation, who decides if the arrow lands harmlessly in the ground or lands in the throat of an enemy soldier? The slightest wind will change the course of a thousand arrows, and one inch right or left may make the difference between no wound or a lethal wound. The answer is... God decides. That is why in the movie, King Henry's victorious little army sang, Non nobis domine gloria, as they walked through the bloody field, which is Latin for, Not to us, O Lord, be the glory, a quote from Psalm 115.1. That's the point of this psalm. We may plan, but God's plans hold sway. We may amass resources and strength, but the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him. He decides what plans and resources succeed. God is the central issue in corporate planning. Amen. Well, let's read our psalm and absorb its truth. Psalm 115, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. Not to us, Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory because of your faithful love, because of your truth. Why should the nation say, where is their God? Our God is in heaven and does whatever he pleases. Their idols are silver and gold made by human hands. They have mouths but cannot speak, eyes but cannot see. They have ears but cannot hear, noses but cannot smell. They have hands but cannot feel, feet but cannot walk. They cannot make a sound with their throats. Those who make them are just like them, as are all who trust in them. Israel, trust in the Lord. He is their help and shield. House of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and shield. You who fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and shield. The Lord remembers us and will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless those who fear the Lord, small and great alike. May the Lord add to your numbers, both yours and your children's. May you be blessed by the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. The heavens are the Lord's, but the earth he has given to the human race. It is not the dead who praise the Lord, nor any of those descending into the silence of death, But we will bless the Lord both now and forever. Hallelujah. Well, amen. I hope that's given us a lot to think about. I know it's a deep, deep subject today. Maybe we won't quite dig down so deep tomorrow. But for now, let's close with a very clear and understandable command from our Bible memory passage for the month of October, which is 1 John 4, 7 and 8. And it says, Dear friends, let us love one another Because love is from God, and everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God, because God is love. Amen, friends. May we walk in God's love, and may we do what he says and love each other. Good day to you, and Godspeed.